Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Study in Games podcast. And uh, this is the final episode of the season in which we uh, are talking about death in games. Uh, this month, we played Spirit Fair, uh, developed and published by Thunder Lotus Games. And it is kind of a, a mix of genres with, with some farming simulation and uh, some, some base customization and uh, a lot of you know different characters to meet as you help them on their way to the afterlife uh so we can we can go ahead and dive in with initial thoughts from everybody um i, I will jump in first i'm brad and oh, yes <laughs> <laughs> i got you really? we should introduce everyone uh so so yeah to round it out uh i am tanner and i'm brad I am Joe. I'm Olivia. And I'm Robbie. Right. Awesome. I got ahead of myself, but thank you. you can <laughs> continue, okay. Brad. It's easy to forget these little, these little things like that. It's a, it's a whole lot of little pieces. Um, I'll jump in first. Um, I, I enjoyed the game. Um, I like that it was such a good mix of a lot of, of genres. Um, I had some things that I didn't like too much about it, about the way that it um especially early on boxed you into a lot of like do this thing now now do this thing now go do this thing and mm-hmm. that that calmed down and, and i get it that that was kind of teaching how how the game goes but um i being being sort of pigeonholed too much in that was felt a little restrictive but other than that um yeah i enjoyed it and uh, we can we can dive into all of that as we go Joe, how about you? What did you think about the game? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there are tons of things that, that I'd be interested in talking about. Um, first, I for me, it's had one of the most beautiful uh, 2D hand-drawn uh, kind of art styles I've seen in a really long time. I'm trying to think if there's ever another game I've ever played where I felt so kind of in the art was so endearing. Um, and and so carefully made the 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 2D animation is just impeccable. Um, so I'd love to talk about the art. Um, I'd love to talk about. For me, it, it felt an awful lot like kind of Stardew Valley on the high seas. <laughs> um, like, I think that's a good way. Yeah, you know, it, it had so many of the elements of Stardew Valley. But I'd also really like to talk about how they kept that pretty manageable. Um, I usually end up leaving games like Stardew Valley because I get overwhelmed with the number of plots in my farm and the number of tasks I have to do. And putting it on a boat for me was really an interesting choice that kind of contained the amount of stuff that, you know, so anyway, I'd love to talk about the management stuff and how they kind of balanced it. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I, um, I'll jump in. I really enjoyed it a lot as well. Um, I didn't get to play quite as much of it as I wanted to, but it's just a really well-crafted game that takes sort of these genre conventions and does really interesting things with them in terms of narrative, in terms of the like farming sim gameplay. Um, and Tanner's been trying to get me to play it for a very, very long time because it <laughs> seems like the sort of game that I really, really would love. And he was right. It's a very, very interesting game. This is my ultimatum. So, <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I love the art style. Um, I thought that um, 
I don't know, they just put so much attention and care into it. And uh, I got to play co-op. Um, I played for my time with the game, local co-op uh, with my girlfriend, Chloe, and it uh, was great. And it's, it always, it's always shocking how few games there are with local co-op and especially ones that do it uh, well. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. So can I ask you, Robbie, um, cause I actually played almost my entire time. I played about 40 hours and which again is unusual for me for a podcast game. Um, but I played rotating with uh, my daughter, Nora. So instead of playing the local co-op option, we just traded the controller every day. <laughs> so like we'd get to night and then just switch, like throw the controller to the other person. Yeah, but I, that's I'm interesting. Just, yeah, but I'm just curious what actually happens in the local co-op. So that was going to be my question too. In local co-op, I, I've never even touched it as single player. So in our game, it starts off with the character Stella and the cat Daffodil. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you guys apparently, like, so you guys also have the cat then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in so second player is the cat. Oh, can you do stuff as the cat? Yeah. So the cat gets its own Everlight. Oh, and can have tools. Interesting. The the cat can like dive in the water and can help you gather things. The so far we haven't finished. But so far, the only thing we've discovered the cat can't do is talk to people. Uh, but the cat can do everything else. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There should be like a mouse hunting mini game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be cool if there were oh. things that the cat could do that maybe the human can't do to make or, up for the oh, lack of the Or a knocking things yeah. off the shelf mini game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, the cat. Every time you know Stella makes something, the cat just pushes it off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Looks too, right at you. Too real. Too real. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's. Are we, wait, did everybody talk? I'm just so out of it. <laughs> yeah. Did they really? I okay. think so. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, because it'd be fun also to talk about the the way mini games are used in this game. I, th- I think more than most games, Robbie, you said that they paid a lot of attention to detail, and I, I noticed that as well. And for me, the art was the first place I noticed it, but I noticed it a lot in the very small ways that, um, like the kind of care in creating so many different mini games for, for kind of game currencies. And um, it just felt, you know, and there are some similarities between the mini games, right? Like most of them have to do with kind of bouncing around the ship in some way, but um, but it's just was for me really fun that they had these kind of variations um, that all f- seem pretty thoughtful and were, were, you know, tied to your abilities as they grew. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I also like particularly about that, how they uh, work that into kind of tying those to specific characters yep. so when you when you do help those characters pass through the Evador, you still get those kind of like periodic reminders for a lot of them as you have to go to like their house to yep. you know opt into or out of the uh the event so you know just those little ways of sort of keeping the the characters that have passed on uh present is is neat thematically with what the game's trying to do yeah for sure yeah i uh (laughs) in particular um i think the uh the writing for the characters is quite good um 
the sort of diversity of personalities that you get throughout the game. Uh, yeah, and the music that's written behind them. Yeah. And I feel like for the most part, the they avoided, like everything was cute and charming without having that thing that we've talked about often on the podcast of being a, a little bit too cutesy or, or jokey. I don't know how we've described it in the past, but for me, they kind of avoided t- Indie game tone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They Although I will, I might as well get this out there now. So, so for me, my only, literally only critique of this game, because I enjoyed it so much is, is, is the writing. <laughs> so, um, and it's generally fine. Um, but I actually, and partly this was to do with having like a theme about death, I think. Right. And so you've got a game where all of the writing is around saying goodbye to people who are, you know, have already died, but now you're actually saying goodbye to them. But my only critique was that it just, it felt in some places like it was trying too hard to point out that goodbye. Um, there were definitely times when I really felt it and I was like, oh man, that's some, I, I, I'm sad now that this is like, that we're saying goodbye to this person. But then other times I felt like, the writing just felt a little labored to me. And and again, in a game that's otherwise excellent, it, I guess it just stood out. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm, I'm being critical because it's everything else was so good that I wanted that. Um, and I kind of wondered if it might have to do with it not being voiced over. Um, mm-hmm. So basically you're getting a script, right? Instead of, instead of getting an actor playing a role, you're getting to read the script, um, which is fine. I mean, games do that a lot, but when you have such emotional content, I think it it kind of can falter if if you're imagining it being read a certain way, mm-hmm. um, and the the person in my case me right playing it is maybe hearing it as just it it feels a little overdone. But mm-hmm. that, that could just be me. I'm trying to remember when we played. Um, oh shoot! What comes I'm after? A blank. Yes, what comes after? Um, it had <laughs> a very similar. Uh, uh, style of interacting among the characters and uh did you how would you compare these two joe well i thought the right the writing in this was a lot stronger than what comes after um and and i i was much more like like if i feel like i i will remember these characters um you know i will remember them for the you know the distinctness of them i also really love that each one of them i mean they're all humans but they each got a kind of spirit animal which represented how they felt and were in life which i thought was super cool Mm -hmm. um but yeah no i thought the writing in this was a lot stronger and it really wasn't it wasn't the whole time but it was just occasionally i felt like oh right i'm reading i'm reading somebody writing dialogue and and rather than feeling the experience of it and and i i think partly it's also that not only was it not voice but the same kind of throwaway sound effect that they used for when the person was oh yeah just like asking you to get them you know a piece of pie was the one that you got when they were like saying you know this is your last chance to hug me basically. And so it's like mm-hmm. have that same. And again, these are, these are kind of niggly things, but, but if you're designing a game, that's got a lot of strong emotional impact, you hope that it was just, that was my, my main, really my only criticism. Right. I, I wonder how it would have been if they would have skipped that, that extra talk noise, you know, that sound mm-hmm. effect and just let, you know, either you know how some games uh, 
we'll just do the kind of or the yeah a little almost like the sound of letters being typed or the sound of uh, uh, that kind of progress rather than a, it's almost the uh, uh, Charlie Brown teacher voice, right? Yeah. So I wonder if that would have been less, if you would have had that feeling less, if they would have done just music. Yeah. And you, you're reading. Well, and I think the other part too, and then obviously I'm, I'm kind of monopolizing here, but the, the other thing about it too, I think is that there, so I, I, we, we almost finished the game. We're like probably within 45 minutes of, of finishing the last character. Um, So the first couple of times that we went to the Everdoor, I, it was very emotional for me. Like I really felt it, but so I think part of it is a kind of fatigue problem, right? Um, You know, like, once you're at like character 10, it's, you know, you're just like, okay, I get it, you know, and, and that's yeah. not because it's not necessarily still emotional. It's just because the impact of it is not the same on the 10th try as it is on the, on the first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, I think that's an interesting problem with a game like this, right. Whereas some games are designed around a single death and that single death is sort of the climax of the, of the whole experience. This has yeah. got that experience over and over again. That's interesting. I, I never thought of it that way, but I think you're right. Um, that de- death is such a big, heavy theme that uh, I, I think you're right that it does that to a game when, when you're doing this, uh, uh, go- going through that feeling of, of loss and release and all that uh, over and over and over again. And what comes after did that kind of a little bit too, but it felt like it was, I think mostly because you were progressing the main character by viewing the deaths of the other people. Um, yeah. I think it felt less that way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that is interesting that it, when you have a game about finality and death, if you keep doing the finality over and over and over again, yeah, uh, what, is that, what does that leave you with? Um, well i i think that's interesting because it is framed as like your job (laughs) right um and but it's it's a very interesting choice to me i i remember being a little bit like lore wise confused about how like how i got here doing this and how this is like okay i'm taking over this job but i also somehow already know all of these people like from my previous life and i don't know if that's something that gets explored more later on in the game yeah do you want the, the spoiler to. yeah that's fine we're, we're... okay so the spoiler is that this the whole process is stella's de- death okay so... that, that was definitely what mm-hmm. i was thinking it was yeah um, and so yeah time, so. so it's essentially her she's letting go and so her letting go is the process of saying goodbye to the people who meant the most to her um, i didn't get that far but i certainly i, I yeah. kind of felt that coming yeah, and, so and she's also a, a hospice worker, right? Or am I getting that mixed up? No, that's possible. I didn't. I don't know. I if, didn't. I didn't get to that. But right. Um, huh. But it's yeah, it's entirely possible. Because um, yeah, I, I we didn't quite get to the end, so it's possible that comes up in a place. It's also the kind of game where you can learn things at different points, obviously depending on who you who you save. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's her, it's sort of her journey. Um, 
what's wild is I forgot that it's your job. Like I've been playing it for so long. I kind of forgot that we played that other mm. game about jet, you, you being, what was that other one called? The one where you lived in the tower. Death and uh, taxes. Death and taxes. Yes. Yeah. Which is such a different interpretation of being like a, sort of the same thing. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was thinking um, a graveyard graveyard keeper, right. Mm-hmm. Is sort of the same take it's your it's about your job dealing with death right and uh and just thinking about how very 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 different all of these those three games are yeah yeah i completely forgot that we played death and taxes um many moons ago many moons ago (laughs) exactly Um, but I don't know. It is it is an interesting way to make a game about death is to make it your job, right? Yeah. But I yeah. feel like that inherently introduces like desensitization, which is sort of what y'all were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, making it about her and having this be that process that's just sort of presented to her in this way, I don't know, makes it a little bit more interesting than just yep do the mm-hmm. death thing until you don't care anymore right which yeah. it, it is an interesting thing to explore but i feel like it's something that maybe it's just because of the season i don't know i feel like i, I expect that you yeah know? yeah mm-hmm. um so yep no doubt yeah i i double checked on the the wiki to see if i was making it up and and she uh during life was a palliative care nurse uh, uh so a lot of the people that you're you're meeting and helping through the ever door are previous patients mm. right um so it's sort of this like reflection of her her job in life as well i mm-hmm. suppose yep that's really interesting yeah so some family members and some some people she met at work mm-hmm. um um but mechanically like uh, i and we've been talking a lot about the narrative i feel like there's a lot more to talk about in terms of just like how the game works um yeah because you mentioned that it's on a boat uh, which is so i don't know why i love that so much like yeah. Yeah. um it it just felt like some i'm like why haven't hasn't another game in the genre done this where you can take your farm wherever you want yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm comparing it to like stardew valley right where yeah. like the process of going from town to yep. the farm yep. to the town to the farm to the town to the farm yeah that sort of like panic of the time and the planning yeah. it sort of doesn't happen in this game because no. you're always there uh, even yeah. when you go out and explore islands and things like that um starbound has a a bit more of that where because yeah you have your your ship ship. yeah but you usually build a base in somewhere on on a planet or multiple bases on a planet if you're if you're me yeah yeah no it really like like and and the scope i mean i mentioned that at the beginning to limit the scope to the size of the boat is so enjoyable Mm -hmm. like because you know a lot of these sims um, and even on this one, it was like a th- just about the limit for me because once you get the really big boat and you've got like, you know, cows and sheep and all kinds of stuff. But 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 compared to some games I played where I get so overwhelmed, like I've got like fifteen farm plots and yeah, you know. But I feel yeah, I feel like this game is balanced really well, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're always traveling and it takes time to get places. Yeah. But that gives you just about enough time to yeah. take care of the stuff you need to take yeah. care of on the way to the place as opposed to like... And do your little fishing. Yeah, it's all part of the same loop, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's you're doing, you know, you're going somewhere and then you use that time as opposed to that time being 
You know, yeah. the sort of like elimination and the way this game uses that sort of transition, like transitory. Yeah. Like that literally just that because because in a lot of games, like I, I keep mentioning Stardew Valley, but it's just like it, it feels like a waste of time to walk somewhere. But yep. in this game, that is the time that you spend with your your farm and stuff. Yeah. So I, I really love that aspect about that sort of disruption of the way that I'm used to that loop working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really effective. Yeah. Well, there are two. That's just- a good comparison two small details on that like so one is the fishing right so like you can fish standing still but it's like a perfect activity for traveling like you Mm -hmm. just throw your rod off the back your line off the back of the boat but the other one that's really clever is the windmill so the windmill um mechanic is like like most of the time when your boat is moving, the windmill will also be moving. It's, it, it can be a little finicky, but, but basically that for me, that was like a whole new reason to have the boat moving instead of using like the bus stops to move around. Um, you could be like, okay, well, I need to make a bunch of flour. So I'm just going to sail, you know, this really long distance. Cause the whole time I'm sailing, the windmill is like churning along. So um, I, I just love that, that kind of, yeah, thoughtfulness about how the mechanics you know, again, things that in, in almost every other game, I'm like, oh, thank God there's fast travel because I don't want to have to ride my horse, you know, 50 miles. But in this, they're like, well, here's why it might be actually enjoyable to to do that. So, yeah, I, um, uh, I, I think I didn't make it far enough to where it was to I didn't have the whole like I didn't make it to the whole map. Um, uh, so I never but I never used the fast travel in in just the first couple of little areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, just because like I was like, well, I need to use this time because I need five more of these logs, and so I'm going to do that on the way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm I I'm almost disappointed to hear that there's fast travel because there's so many times where because we were doing co-op and there were so many times where it was like, okay, well, I'll go here and cook this, and you go down there and and water the plants, and you know, we kind of needed that time. Did it split <laughs> screen when you did the co-op? No, the camera just kind of zooms out to, to oh. show you both. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's, That's awesome. cool that it gives that it's that it has enough space to do that. Yeah. So I'm curious what people's favorite. So obviously there are the big mini games, right, where you like catch the stars and stuff. But um, but the the kind of games inside the the tools, because like there were some that I hated. I hated cutting cutting logs into planks. I was so bad at it. Like <laughs> I was so bad at it. And uh, Nora was perfect at it. She would get like full 100%, like almost every time. Um, but I really loved the loom. Like the loom, I think by far was my favorite. It was so satisfying. Yeah, to, to hit that oh, center like gold and have the little bit of extra gold explosion. And then you get like the triple thread or the, you know, fabric. Oh, I love the loom so much. Um, and uh, what was yeah. trying to think of other ones? Um, I also really liked the uh, playing music for your plants. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was just so cute and how um oh god I can't remember her name. How Stella? what's her name? She would oh, no the summer? snake. Yeah, summer. She would just come and like sit there with you. And yeah. I just love the game is also full of those little moments, right? We talked about that a little bit in talking about brothers. Uh, um yeah. those this game really likes letting you so even if there's nothing to do on the boat and you just have to wait for it to get to its destination which is almost never true yeah but when it is you can just go and give somebody a hug yeah and that's a really great way to spend your time yeah just with these people and i just i don't know i really really love that 
figure out what their favorite food is. That kind of stuff. Yeah. When it, it's, I think those, those small moments are part of what makes the writing really work for me because I, I agree that uh, a lot of the, like, the, like, big culminations don't always always work quite the same way or like you know there's like uh, a dozen or 14 spirits in total and like my biggest complaint is probably that like the overall progression goes on just like like 10 percent further than i think it like the ideal exit point would be yeah uh but those those little moments of like how the the characters are animated and, and their their preferences and that kind of thing uh I'll make each one of them feel very unique and memorable. Uh, even even the ones I kind of don't like as people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I appreciate that they're in there um, just for the kind of the diversity and perspective it gets it, you know. Just like real life. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, I, I don't know. I feel like overall, like, so even though they're represented with these little sort of like cartoon animals, right? And they're all really cute and they're all reflective of their personality in really interesting ways. They never really felt like they were written like cartoon characters with the exception of like sort of the way that their sort of, you know, animated version was like got to you. Um, mm-hmm. But like they literally just felt like they were people, you know, yeah. like yeah, with yeah. with with their own issues and their own, you know, problems. Yeah. For everyone, yeah. I had a very kind of like clear idea of of what they would be like, mm-hmm. you know. And who I would be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> and who I'd be <laughs> Exactly. And who I would never talk to. <laughs> who you would yeah. push off the boat. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you mentioned the game being like like going on for like 10% too long because didn't they do an update that added like two yeah. new characters? Yep. yep. They did. So I'm yeah. curious if that is, you know, if you feel like that was a good addition or not. Uh, so, so I haven't actually played through all of that content yet, but I looked up a little bit about what it is, uh, and it, it, I don't think it really sort of would, ex- you know, com- com- compound that issue because it's uh, some sort of differently functioning characters in terms of compared to the rest of the spirits, from what I understand. Uh, so, like is- one of the characters they added is your your sister, who's who's alive and just like talking to you and so she has some quests lily yeah she lets you um uh drive the boat overnight which is a big deal okay so you don't have to go to sleep anymore mm. yeah. um is that the the do you know if that's the farewell edition yeah okay. i think that's so, that's yeah. the one that I, yeah okay yeah that's the one I'm and then is the other one is the other one uh uh it's uh, the the, the lizard oh uh, Okay, I thought it was the basilisk or basilisk or whatever it no, is. No, yeah, he's he's in, he's in the base or the the original release. Buck, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the uh, the one I haven't met is the 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 pair from the hospital. Okay, okay. Uh, those those three characters were added, I think, and I think two of them are a duo sort of situation. Like, oh, the, is that uh, Bruce and Mickey? Yeah. No, I think it's it's another mm-hmm. set in addition. Oh, to that. okay. Okay. I, I could be wrong though. Like I said, I haven't I haven't actually gotten to it yet. Gotcha. Bruce but, and Mickey but, were my all-time favorite animation by like so long. They're so good. Yeah. yeah. The way they 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 work together. Yeah. Kind of 
this tiny little bird turning <laughs> yes. this giant muskox <laughs> yeah. by the ear. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the what I mean when I say I feel like sometimes it went on a little bit too long, sort of individual quest lines. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, okay, yep, you need, like, your customized house, and then, oh, you have, like, five quests, like, after that. Like, yeah, yeah. And so the last one or two of them, I, I was kind of, like, already ready to say goodbye is where it felt like it was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just sort of each one of those subquests, I feel like, were just sort of stretched out a little bit longer than than maybe would have had the maximum impact. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like, I, I think it's it probably works really well as like a 25 hour game. And and again, we probably could have finished it faster, but we're we're gonna end up being a nor and me at like 40, which mm-hmm. I've, I I I totally know what you mean. Because at this point too, like all of the resources that were so interesting to get early on, like we don't need any of them. So yeah. like our guard, like I haven't harvested the garden in like weeks because we just we have so much extra food and there's no incentive that kind of like final tier of craftable items where yeah you have this boat full of like all this food and stuff and i have you know two two passengers left and i'm like i guess i have to go make this you know electrum sheet yeah uh for you know to to put like a flat screen tv in his room or something like yeah that. right uh that's and it's reason- like it, sorry it could have just been like you know some 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 more of the lower materials rather than sort of having that final sort of a mock stage yeah but um yeah i was just gonna say it raises for me a really interesting question um about uh, that particular scaling in general Mm -hmm. because it's not the first game i've experienced where by the time i got something late game that was really interesting i no longer needed it um Mm -hmm. so like an upgrade to something that would make twice as much of it for instance which again seems super cool early on right when you're you're kind of diggling along you're like oh my god i need more wheat and you're just like sweet i can get twice as much wheat um but and i don't know if you guys have experienced this in other games but it's a really interesting problem as a designer right because you want to keep having these upgrades and you want to kind of have them right through to the end basically but what do you do when those upgrades are basically meaningless for, for, for most players? Like, yeah. you know, how do you and, handle that? And it's also a, a sort of a balance issue because you want the, the higher level, more difficult items or, or, you know, tools or techniques to, you have to really work for it, but then yeah. that's, you get into too much of a grind and you, you feel like, I mean, I, I feel like with a lot of games like that, that it just takes forever to get those high level elite pieces. Um, and, and it, it seems to kind of go nowhere. Uh, yeah. Well, and part of the issue with this is compared to some other games that I I've really liked the, the upgrade system. Um, this one's fine, but the, I think the main issue for me is that the, the blueprints are randomly like you have to, find them mm-hmm. as opposed uh-huh. so like like for me really enjoyable upgrade systems let me choose right so they'll say okay well here are all the top tier upgrades here's what you need to do them um so you can decide like if you really want that like second tier you know windmill or farm or whatever you can do it right away you know like what to do what's required um, whereas mm-hmm. for this like it could be you know there are some blueprints i never found um 
And so we just couldn't upgrade certain things. And for other things, we found the blueprint so late that it was like, well, yeah. you know. It, it, it depends for me on that. Um, some games that do that, I like some games that do that sort of semi-randomly, um, but still give you enough of everything. And, and here, here we go. Banished is because <laughs> we had to go there. Um, you know how in Banished, for those of you who have played it, when the, when the trader comes to town on his little riverboat thing, um, he will sell seeds. And if you have enough stuff to barter with them, he'll give, you can buy seeds of different plants. But in the, in, without any mods, he just gives you, you can only select pretty much random seeds. And if you're really wanting cotton, for example, wanting cotton, for example, um, it, it, it might take you a long time to get that cotton. So you buy what, what you can use and make the best of that. And I find that that makes for an interesting, especially in a game where you're going to replay the replayability of it mm -hmm. and, and strategizing, how am I going to do this farm with cotton or what am I going to do if I've, if I never get cotton, you know, if that's my, my how am I going to, how am I going to make this a, 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 a thing? Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of torn between sort of both sides of that, Joe. I, I see yeah. exactly what you mean, but then part of me kind of likes a, a wider, a wide range of randomness, you know, yeah. not a limited randomness, but enough randomness that you can still play it. Yeah. It might make sense if, if you're trying to go for replayability, but I'm not sure if this is a game that you would necessarily want to replay over and over. I mean, yeah, you know, true. if you like it, you like the vibe, then right. sure, you'll, you'll replay it just like the way people read books again. But it's not the same as like in like a roguelike or something where you're, you, you finish a run and you want to go immediately again. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like a, a new game plus style isn't isn't as exciting for something like Spirit Fair. No. Because uh, I, I would like to see sort of more creativity with that as a general rule. So so just to loop back to Banished as an example, like if I could get like halfway through my game in Banished and then send out a colony and kind of pick what supplies they go with or something like that to do a new game plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, sort of like I've, you know, built up my whole area and I have these resources. So then I get to kind of customize how I start over. Yeah. Um, you know, something like more things like that. But when when the emphasis is so much on the narrative. Yeah. The the like upgrades and crafting in, in those kinds of things feel feel very like adjacent lanes to me and yeah. they're both enjoyable yeah but they they don't necessarily like reinforce each other seems more just yeah. like a, a gating system what so if, that doesn't have as much yeah. interest to me once i've talked to you know gotten this person through the ever door and like okay now i no longer need like that resource for the yeah. most part sort yeah of thing. Yeah. And this game too is so much tied to the emotion of the narrative that it's, yeah, it's really hard to imagine, you know, uh, yeah, wanting to go back through just for the mechanical experience, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's smart. But thanks so much for saying that, Tanner, about the creativity of, of looping 
rogue rogue lights mainly right like or, yeah. or other kinds of things because that's you just gave me a super good di design idea so. <laughs> happy to help yes as you know i've been thinking about these things and and i was just because very quickly like the idea there there's a uh what's it called rogue legacy i think does the thing mm -hmm. where like the next generation but it just you just gave me such a, a cool idea about like imagining like that you wrote a will right like if you were and so then when your character dies their will has listed all the stuff that they gave to their next of kin yeah so then that would be the way to kind of narratively that seems like a fun thing to try so i like that idea yeah um yeah. Yeah, because that that so like New Game Plus is just on the face of it have always been kind of like a sticking point for me because like mm -hmm. it sounds really nice but like so like I like the Assassin Creed games growing up yeah uh, and it, it would do the kind of thing where like you one hundred percent it put in like eighty hours and you get the best armor yeah and it's like well yeah but now I've done literally everything. <laughs> so I could I could run around and, and fight for the sake of it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's a narrative based game. So like and I've literally done all the content. So why would I ever actually use this item now? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I think it can can be really cool to to start over and then blast through the challenges with like all this gear you've unlocked. But yeah. uh, you know, give me give me another reason to to replay and sort of spice things up a little or, bit for sure yeah or to keep or to keep playing exactly you know, yeah there are games that i'm going to want to keep playing that same with that same set or working on getting a new set of you know gear and tools to try it in a different way um mm -hmm. and a, a game like i mean there's millions of them out there that do this but my probably favorite one to do that is uh elder scrolls online like you know i haven't tried this type of character yet i'm gonna go do that build see yeah it's all about nice absolutely <laughs> um any other thoughts what about the sound design um did you did you all enjoy that too i felt like it was absolutely. pretty strong yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. like i mean i know we talked a little bit about how maybe it'd be better if the characters were voiced yeah um but honestly like the, they still pack so much personality into the sounds that they make yeah um even if you know it's a little bit dissonant with the tone of how they're talking but combined with their animations and like yeah. they just it felt very personality filled mm -hmm. um but also yeah even just like the sound effects tied to one of the reasons we talked about the loom minigame being so satisfying i think yeah. a lot of that is just due to like that that sound it makes yeah the, that kind little of clicking yeah uh -huh. yeah it's very very pleasant yeah um, everything about this game is pleasant yeah like the, the watering sound effect has like yeah. a sparkle of like so it's like bling, like there's a little moment when you water the plants it feels so like it's very unique like it definitely like i feel like it's you know it 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 feels like it's doing its own thing in terms of just about everything yeah the art direction sound design and yeah. I, I think Mechanics. several of the like audio motifs are really memorable to me like mm -hmm. even after taking a really long break to it and coming back getting like a whole flood of associations with you know the the like good night music or the mm -hmm. the everdoor music um i was surprised by like how much it actually stuck with me and i kind of felt it again yeah how, how did you, how long did you take between plays it was probably at least a year 
Oh, okay. My my perception of time is really skewed, so I don't. <laughs> You're on COVID <laughs> time. That... Yeah, it could be it could be five years ago, it could be right. six months ago. Yeah. No, it. Uh, I think it's been about a year or two because I played it not long after it came out in 2020. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, just really well made. And I was thinking of the little details, like when you water the garden the and the field, the, the soil gets darker, which again, mm-hmm. seems like a really small thing, but um, so often we just use negative reinforcement, right? So they have the big like warning symbol that says it needs to be watered. And, and so often as designers, we just say that's enough, right? We're like, okay, negative reinforcement. So once you water it, then the, the alarm goes off or, you know, stops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in this case, they also had positive reinforcement, which is like you get that kind of dark, earthy tone to the soil when you water it, and you're like, "Oh man, I did that." Yeah. Um, and so having both types is such a powerful, like it really increases the psychological effect. So, very cool. And when you're when you're playing co-op, so you have the cat and it has its Everlight on its collar, and when you go to like water the plant. The Everlight turns into a watering can, just like it does for the human. And what they could have done was just leave it as a cat. And then anytime it needs to do something, the Everlight becomes whatever it needs to become and mm-hmm. does whatever it needs to do. But the cat, but it becomes a watering can and the cat kind of like rolls over on its back and uses all four of its paws to kind of hold it and tip it over. <laughs> nice. And like when you're diving, like the Everlight becomes an anchor and then the, the cat kind of does a flip and grabs oh, onto neat. it and then it dives down. And there's so many little things like that. That's yeah. like, you know, it, you know, seeing it, obviously I'm thinking like, oh, this is so cute. This is wonderful. I'm, and, and I'm enjoying it. But then when you take a step back, that's such a level of care and thoughtfulness because they don't have to do that. And, it, and arguably it still would have been enjoyable. And I still would have said, oh, look, it's so cute. The cat can dive. Yeah. But they, you know, they took the time to really make it um, its own individual thing. And, and yeah. incorporated into the, it sounds like into the, you know the theme of having the everlight to, to to be able to use it, giving giving that giving the everlight something to do. Yeah, right. As a yeah. as a tool, as an individual tool. So Tanner, do you know did did they win any art awards? It seems like they would have to, right? They, such... Yeah, they definitely had to. Surely they'll have. They the, won uh... so many awards. There's no yeah. way they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Beth will have some accolades on. Yeah, because I. Page. I mean, I cannot, I honestly cannot think of a 2D and like hand-drawn game that had better art than this. Like I can't think of one and I've played so many. It was nominated for Games for Impact and Best Indie Game at the Game Award 2020, finalist for Nebula Award for Best Game Writing and Hugo Award for Best Video Game. Mm. Wow. And it has sold over 1 million copies. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, good for them. Seems low. It seems like they should... Sold more, way more than that. Right, right. I know it. Uh, Game Pass. I don't know how that tracks. <laughs> yeah, but it, it went into Game Pass and Humble Bundle pretty, pretty early. I think. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure how those, uh, you know, translate into sales reports. But I'd be more interested in like the number of downloads personally. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, yeah, it's just so hard to think of anything like to. It's just on every ground. Like, I'm also as coming out of working on a game that had a ton of animation, like 2D hand-drawn animations. Mm-hmm. I can't fathom the amount of 
time and effort and care yeah. and work that went into making every little part of this game. You know, like they didn't cut any corners with the animations. They no. they made them extremely characterful and highly detailed and very fluid and, and yeah, every little thing has its own bespoke animation. It's yep. just it's it's breathtaking honestly. Yeah. Every the fact that every hug is different for me is really powerful yeah. too. Cuz Astrid by far had my favorite hug. The the female uh the, I guess she's a lynx um but she kind of looks like a, a lion. Mm-hmm. Um but her hug where she gets yeah. surprised and then her arms like flop down. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. There's like, just so many cute character design details. Like the fact that it took me a long time to notice that Summer has mm-hmm. like her body like looped through yeah, one of her arms so hand. that she has yeah. two hands. Yeah. It's so goofy, but yeah. it's it's cute. Yeah. That's you know, I think that says a lot about this game that we're sitting here simply talking about how just a hug animation made us feel right mm-hmm. that that that's that's we rarely talk about that small level of almost incidental piece of a game uh and and how real it was or how how evocative it was um so i think that says just a whole lot just about all of this how the game was put together the art the style the mood um, the music, of course, that builds that mood uh, or lends to that mood. Um, so, yeah, kind of, kind of a, a, a textbook combination of how to do all those pieces right. Yeah, if nothing else, this game really cares about how it makes you feel, right? Yeah. That's yeah. really what the whole game is about is feelings, right? Honestly, like the way that you, it I got attached to so many characters even once I did not like it. I was very invested in, mm-hmm. you know, their stories and just the way the game, you know, creates this atmosphere on the different islands with all the little ghosts. We didn't even talk about all the little ghosts and the villages and yeah. places you go see. And yeah, it's just, it's just, I just don't know what to say other than that it's very well crafted. <laughs> the way that it makes you feel like just while playing it and how simultaneously it was very relaxing, but also, you know, very, very sad, but also very happy. And how, yeah. I don't know, man, yeah. it's great. I mean, th- think of games that, uh, think of how many games out there that are, are trying to be that evocative. And it, it, that's a hard thing to do, right? Um, whether we're talking about, caring about people and feeling happy and love and all this kind of stuff. I think that's a probably a, a much harder emotion to pull off than say, you know, fear and jump scares and things like that. But think of all the games that we've played that have, that have tried really hard to put in some emotionality and, you know, some doing it better than others. Um, a, a, what remains of Edith Finch did it really well. Uh, well, except maybe up to the ending, Joe. Um, <laughs> and but but then um, I'm blanking on the name of the one that we played. I believe it was last season, where you're walking around a landscape and you're picking up things from your childhood, and there was a car wreck. What was that one called? Uh, the uh, the is it the the last tree? Yes, I think it was the last tree. There was another game where there were 
two games with very similar titles that were completely maybe different. Maybe the first tree? The first tree. Probably. <laughs> first tree, we're, we're last tree. You know. uh, we're, we're terrible that we can't even remember. They the all look that the we've, same. We've all uh, uh, done a podcast on. Um, but I, I distinctly remember from the podcast, from that, even though I can't remember the name, um, we had some issues with the fact that it seemed to be trying to pull off this emotionality that wasn't, it wasn't delivering quite as much as it was trying to. Uh, and I, I, I think that it is really, comparing the, this game and, and that game, for example, kind of shows how difficult I think it is. Um, I, I think there are a lot, probably a lot more games out there that try to be evocative like that and miss uh, than the ones that, uh, that, that, that actually make it. Uh, I, I think it's more rare than uh, the, the, the longest road on earth uh, had a lot oh, yeah. of pieces where it did give those, of, you know, sp- these small emotional pieces all throughout the story. And, and I, I think it did that well. Um, and it know, did that without any dialogue. Them. Yeah, yeah, and with animation that was, you know, a very pixel based and and yeah. not as minimal. Yeah, very minimal. Yeah. Minimal, but still, I, I think, um, well well designed and evocative in its minimalism, uh, just for what it's worth. Yes, um, but yeah, I, I think it is. It's always interesting to me uh, coming coming to a game. Um, it's it's one thing to try to put things into a game to make it challenging or to make it, you know, you might make it challenging because it's a puzzle, a mental puzzle, or you might make it challenging because it's at the mash buttons in a certain way, or so there's different ways to, to do that. And, and, you know, with different levels of success, but I think it's just much, much harder to get this kind of uh, emotional connection in a game like this and, and do it really well, like this game has. And like, uh, uh, what remains of Edith Finch, for example, um, that that's such an interesting challenge in, in writing a game and writing all the pieces to it. Um, so, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for not having my back, man. <laughs> I concur. Um, I I was thinking though maybe we we would kind of wind down with some final thoughts. Um, are people up for that or do you, should we keep yeah. going? Sure. Yeah. 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 I think right. we're up to so, uh, right at the hour. That wasn't, that wasn't a commentary on your, your comments. <laughs> you made I'm, some excellent points. I'm used to being the person who, who <laughs> makes everybody leave the party. <laughs> there was Brad's monologue parties over. <laughs> would, would you look at the time? Um, yeah, let's, let's do. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was just said this. This podcast is just taking turns monologuing. So, <laughs> <Yeah. you know>. <laughs> right. <laughs> no worries. That's what we do. <laughs> um, I'll jump in with final thoughts. I mean, I I think that I have a feeling that in a lot of ways we're all going to say the same thing. It was a beautiful game, um, and and all of the little elements of story and art and music and uh, the mini games and the playability and and the way that the characters were, um, I think it all came together to make a, a lovely little, a, a lovely little playable thing. So, uh, 
any anybody want to fight me on that <laughs> no <laughs> no i mean it i agree it was a very very beautiful game uh very thoughtful i think it could have they could have made their point um in in sort of like an, an intellectual way like you could have walked away from the game understanding on a mental level sort of what they were trying to achieve or the message that they were giving but they just went that extra mile um, with the little details of the animation and everything to really also make you sort of feel a little bit about what about the point they're trying to make and, and sort of what they want you to walk away understanding mm-hmm. and I think um yeah, like we like we said, that's hard to do, and they they really pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, like so. There's a lot of games. You know, there's a whole wave of games. It's really popular to make cozy slash wholesome slash cute games. It's becoming way more of a mainstream thing, which I love. Yeah, but this game would be one that I would hold up as like one of the best examples of one that can still be challenging and interesting and mechanically complex and and still have this really humanistic emotional core and really succeed in on all grounds with a few you know late game issues maybe in terms of balancing but that's also just a challenge with these sorts of games with those sort of upgrade paths and just you know as we talked about um but yeah i really love it um i'm probably going to keep playing it um because i barely scratched the surface of it i feel like (laughs) um because yeah i just played basically until um the first person you take to the Everdor. Um, but yeah, no, it's fantastic. And if you haven't played it, if you've been like, if it's been sitting on your backlog, anyone listening, I would super recommend yeah, absolutely. just playing it. Yeah. You'll get, you'll, you'll get hooked really quick. I think. <laughs> yeah, for get sure. Because of the fishing. I was, was going to say, is that fishing? fishing? <laughs> Any game with a fishing mini game is a good just game. Just wait till you get to the tuna. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They've got Curse. their own own fiddle theme song, which is crazy. Next next season we're playing only games about fishing. Only fishing. Yes. No, no, um, really. that's not true. Unless well, I, <laughs> I'll jump in and then Tanner, you can round us out and tell our excited listeners about next season's theme. Yes. Um but yeah, uh drop dead gorgeous art. Um, super thoughtful design and and lots of attention to detail, as everyone's already said. Um, and yeah, just for me, a, a, some a little bit of question mark about the late game balancing, a little bit of a question mark about the tricky design problem of kind of emotional fatigue in a game where you're constantly make, you know asking people to say goodbye. Um, and just a little bit of struggle for me with the writing. Um, even uh, clearly, it got awards, but um, just how to convey that kind of emotion when you're not voicing stuff over but gosh debbie downer those are some small complaints (laughs) for a game that's otherwise you know i mean look it's it's the first game since fallout 3 that i've played you know this long um, in our series like normally i'm like with that you You know like normally i get on a game for our series and i'm like oh right i've got to play this game because we're doing it next month and (laughs) for for this i was like oh my gosh now i'm 40 hours in so yeah i'm so glad we played it yeah uh and yeah i mean i'll I'll echo everyone else's sentiments there's a, a lot to love uh just even the basic pitch that that you are running you know sharon's boat as like a custom bed and breakfast 
breakfast <laughs> yeah. uh, for a bunch of Ghibli-esque sort of spirits uh, is is a pretty fun sort of you know, hook to begin with. Um, but I, I think just, uh, you know, in, in terms of in relations to this season, um, the the way it treats death, uh, it doesn't, you know, pull any punches. Uh, it wants you to, to sort of stop and reflect. And it, you know, mechanically gives you gives you time to do that, uh, which is one of the really valuable things about it, I think. Um, so, so yes, uh, this person on your your boat may have you know been struggling with some sort of disease or mental health uh but you do at least get the the luxury of getting to take that time to say goodbye to them um so i think that has a lot of value uh in terms of games about death uh a lot of times games use death as just like uh, a punishment or deterrent or like a a narrative sort of climax, um, but I think Spirit Fair just kind of uh, sets a lot of ideas out there and lets you kind of engage with them on your own. And I think that's pretty valuable. So, yeah, well said. Thanks. Well, next season we are doing a uh, a grab bag season. Um, so we're each going to. Uh, pick a game that is uh, representative of something we haven't really covered very deeply uh, so far on the podcast. Um, so we're uh, exploring some of those those new boundaries. Um, and we don't have a game to announce yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. But we do not. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will share that uh, as soon as we know. Um, but yeah. So as always, you can find the podcast uh, anywhere that you normally find podcasts. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to uh, talk to us, you can always join our, our Discord at discord.gg slash LRG. Um, and check out check us out on, on Twitter and let us know what you think. And with that, um, playing under us right now is a plain loafer by kevin mcleod he's got great songs and music if you ever need it for your project game or podcast or presentation all kinds of good stuff you can just look him up uh, kevin mcleod um, at all of the various places that you can get that kind of royalty free music um, and as tanner said if you played along with us let us know what you thought about the game uh, on our discord or on facebook or on our webpage. Um, and we, we just want to say thank you so much for listening to us and for hopefully you enjoyed this and our other episodes of our podcast. And, uh, with that, I think we're good to go guys. And we will see you all next month ish. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.